The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus What's going on guys? So a little bit of an update on training camp. So AJ Green, obviously the biggest news. Um, he actually did undergo a minor ankle surgery. Um, he is going to miss a couple of games to start the season. Um, not good news, obviously. But, you know, as far as targeting him or not, I know a lot of people, I can totally understand like why, you know, you don't even want to touch him because he can potentially be a headache. But he can also be a value depending on, you know, how much his ADP drops. So let's keep that in mind. Um, you know, it, he was going, you know, middle of the third round uh, prior to all of this. And I thought that was a value too, but with the injuries and all that, it, it's, it's going to drop. So, you know, if he drops to the middle of the fourth, something like that, like, kind of got to think about it. So it seems like Frank Reich is a big fucking fan of Paris Campbell, right? Like, after he drafted him, um, you know, he basically raved about, you know, his skill set. Uh, from the slot specifically, mentioning that specifically. Um, he also mentioned Naheem Hines' role in the slot potentially. You know, he didn't have a huge role last year, but he did have a little bit of a role in the slot. Um, that being impacted because of Paris Campbell. Uh, and just a couple days ago, uh, Frank Reich basically said, like, you know, Paris Campbell's kind of balling out at camp right now. So Frank Reich was basically like, did you see those two routes he just ran? That isn't gadget, you know, just slot guy type of routes. That's, I'm going to be a stud wide receiver in this league type of routes. That's what Frank Reich, the head coach, said about him. So, that's some serious confidence uh, in your rookie right there. Allen Robinson dominating in camp so far. Um, remember, he is a year removed, a season removed from his ACL tear that happened in 2017. So, 2018 was, you know right after he tore it 
Um, and this year he's coming coming back and he's one year removed. Apparently he, he's looking a lot better. Um, you know, when he was in camp a year ago, obviously didn't look as good and he was still recovering. So um, just keep an eye on him because, you know, he's in the second year of Matt Nagy's offense. Nagy is a guy who's really good at creating separation for his wide receivers, kind of scheming that up. Um, Mitch Trubisky, you know, you have your opinion about him, whatever it is, but it's all about the scheme in this scenario, in my, in my opinion. Um, and he's going to be in his second year. Um, as well so he's a guy who's going in i think like the seventh middle of seventh round something like that um and i think that's a value because when you look at you know wide receivers who are you know in line to get 120 130 t targets potentially you you're really looking at like uh almost a surefire wide receiver too um so he's going you know obviously he's being drafted obviously outside the top 24 right now so so he's a value uh inherently Trey Quinn is a guy, you know, in deeper leagues who you might want to target. Uh, he, you know, apparently he has the slot role locked down, according to Jay Gruden. Um, and that was kind of expected coming into this year with James Ricardo leaving. And in this offense is kind of favor the slot a little bit. Um, but, you know, all the injuries to Jamison Crowder, you know, never really had that come to fruition on a consistent basis. But we saw what he was able to do when he was healthy. We saw what, uh, you know, Maurice Harris even was able to do last year uh, in his spots when he was in the slot, was able to, you know, kind of rack up his targets and receptions. Uh, and now you have Case Keenum coming in, potentially starting this year. Um, and we know how much he loves the slot. Um, so he could be a, a decent PPR asset for you. NFL reporter Charles Robinson uh, recently uh, tweeted out basically saying that like he had uh, a combination of direct conversations and indirect conversations with guys on the staff um, and the expectation is pretty much Gurley uh, losing 30 to 35 percent of snaps and I think we, we talked about this you know earlier in the offseason as well as this being a potential uh, solution to this whole Gurley issue um, basically you know you're gonna have Malcolm Brown and uh, Darrell Henderson basically being the guys to fill in that 30 to 35 percent with the potential of Daryl Henderson being a guy who uh, plays a Chris Thompson role uh, you know when when he was on that staff in Washington Sean McVay um, you know he kind of you know had Sean, uh, uh, Chris Thompson do a lot of things right um, third down back passing down back um, play the slot receiver a little bit um, you know that sort of role and I can see Dal Henderson being like a pretty good compliment to Gurley um you know kind of like a thunder and lightning type of thing right where, where Dal Henderson kind of comes in like you know he, he's being shot out of a cannon type of thing um so that, that's how I see it um as him being the main compliment now if Gurley were to go down like I mentioned before we we can see a similar thing where Henderson kind of keeps a similar role um, while Malcolm Brown kind of steps in it to be that um, that bigger back, I guess you would say. So Henderson has a seventh round ADP right now. Um, so he'll have some inherent PPR value, probably right off the bat, you know, as soon as week one, uh, potentially, hopefully, right? Especially if you draft him. Um, but, you know, there are other guys in that neighborhood, as far as ADP goes, where, you know, they might have bigger roles. And, and you know, you might want to kind of get a more surefire uh, starter for yourself, um, you know, in your flex or wide receiver, who might be better values. Now, Henderson's ceiling is huge because if Gurley were to go down, he might be the best asset, uh, best fantasy asset remaining in that backfield. You know, especially if he proves himself early on, where he gets uh, more touches. Uh, you know, with uh, even with you know Malcolm Brown kind of taking over as that big back, 
they can you know obviously distribute that touch total uh, in a different way uh, you know without Gurley on the field but with Malcolm Brown pretty much going almost undrafted in most fantasy leagues 12 team PPR give me Malcolm Brown every single time Carson Wentz and uh, Deshaun Jackson have been on the same page so far throughout camp. Um, that's a good sign. Carson Wentz was one of the best deep ball passers last year. Um, going from like someone like Jameis Winston, you know, who was like bottom five in, in deep ball accuracy compared to Carson Wentz, who was like, I think, top five or top seven or something like that. Um, Deshaun Jackson still got it. Um, I'm going to probably put out a post about that pretty soon, so look out for it. If you're high on Nikhil Harry this year, I totally get it. In Dynasty, he's a great asset. But for redraft this year, I'm not sure if things are looking so great for him right now. Apparently, he's dropping a ton of passes in practice. I think when I looked, it was four so far. Practice wasn't even over yet. Um, and then I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he even dropped some passes earlier this week. So not looking great, right? And, and there was already a concern for me with him as far as like, yes, it, it might look good on paper. You know, he's teamed up with Tom Brady a wide receiver but you know you're trying to figure out where the Patriots are gonna you know who are they gonna target who's gonna be consistent um, you know who's gonna be a consistent part of their game plan and on, on top of that you know him being in a system where it's tough for wide receivers to pick that system up um, not the easiest system in the world to learn especially as a rookie so he's a great talent um, I'm a big fan of his but at the same time uh, it's not looking so great for him right now he's just not balling out Kellen Moore, uh, the new offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, uh, came out and said that, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, you know, his rushing ability, you know, if they could use that more, that would be great. And and that's a good thing to know because if you're looking for a late round quarterback, Dak Prescott might be a guy that's on your list. I mean, he did have a little bit of a rushing floor. You know, he's used a ton, you know, near the goal line as well. Um, so he's a guy that, you know, if you wait on quarterbacks or you're in a two QB league, um, him being used more on design runs and him being like kind of um you know uh allowed to run more i guess you would say what's the word i'm looking for i guess um you know he's encouraged to run more that's that's what i was looking for um so if that's the case in this offense that, that, that's pretty good uh news for him um obviously if Zeke isn't there, uh, I wouldn't be high on him no. at all um, because we've seen the splits with and without Zeke. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy that I would be targeting uh, if Zeke does end up showing up. So the Cardinals' six-round wide receiver, Keyshawn Johnson, um, apparently he's having a great camp, um, and he's challenging um, both Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler, who the Cardinals drafted before him, for that third wide receiver spot. And it's possible that he wins it. He's in that competition. So, you know, it, it's, it's super interesting, right, obviously, because a lot of people are targeting Andy Isabella as a little bit of a sleeper late, um, and I totally get that because he's super talented, but, you know, we got to pay attention to these camp battles, and that's one of them. So it's an interesting tidbit, just in case you were targeting Isabella, um, it's something you might want to consider. Obviously, monitor this as we, uh, as training camp moves on. Apparently, Nick Foles and D.D. Westbrook, you know, have great report in camp. D.D. Westbrook is looking like the best wide receiver there, uh, making a ton of plays. Um, you know, so in PPR leagues, he's somebody that, uh, you know, I would potentially target in the ninth round, um, you know, just because he is a guy who proved that he was very capable out of the slot even last year. Um, I, I did put out a post about that uh, yesterday or two days ago. You can swipe up somewhere here to see that, uh, whether it's this story or the next. But, um, yeah, he's, he's someone I'll be 
targeting uh, only because we know that Nick Foles last year targeted the slot a good amount as well when he was in Philly. Um, so it is a little bit of a connection there. Uh, he's standing out and in PPR leagues and a pass heavy offense, he could see some good volume. Hey guys, I'll be doing a 